Orcas and salmon are friends that need help. Our ocean pals are facing some trouble. Less trouble, more bubbles. There's so much we can do. Do you know what I'm thinking? Let's start preaching extinction. Hello, and welcome back to the Breaching Extinction podcast. For those of you that are new here, the Breaching Extinction podcast explores the plight of the endangered southern resident killer whales through interviews with the people trying to save them. There are currently less than 80 southern resident killer whales left, and they are currently threatened by lack of prey, vessel noise, and water toxins. All these factors impact one another and play a significant role in their population decline. They have historically spent much of their time in the Salish Sea. However, they've been seen less and less likely forced out of their home by lack of prey as well as busy and toxic waters. I'm your host, Erica Worth, and I decided to start this podcast in 2019 after spending a summer working in the Salish Sea and learning about these animals. Each week, I dive into a new conversation with guests from varying perspectives. I approach these topics through an interdisciplinary lens in hopes of uncovering the intricacies of this complex issue. Through this, I hope to share insight as well as fit the puzzle pieces together needed to save this species. I hope you guys enjoy this podcast. If you have any questions or are interested in being featured on the podcast or sponsoring us, please reach out over Instagram at Breaching Extinction or send an email to info at breachingextinction.com. Thanks. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Breaching Extinction podcast. Hope you guys all had a wonderful couple of weeks. I am here with Kendra Nelson, who I hope you guys know by now, and Fred Dinesco, aka Orca Man, who has been on the podcast multiple times and is a TikTok star. He's hashtag famous. They're both hashtag influencers. Um, fame, millennials, gang gang. Okay, how's it going, guys? Delightful. Delightful. <laughs> was that? Did you kind of? You're like, God damn it, Erica. <laughs> <laughs> no, take that influence. Don't know if me or mouth. Fred are millennials either. No, you're Gen Zers. You guys are babies. I'm like right at the end of millennial to Gen Z. I'm in like the weird gap, basically. How old I don't are you? know. I'm 23. 23. Okay. I, I just turned year. 23. Wow. Okay, so we're the same. Yeah. Like I turned 23. Like yeah couple days ago yep i turned wow. four this year so i'm older than fred nice Ooh. um are you wait does that make you a pisces no that makes you aquarius yep. nice um i was gonna say have you heard the song killer whale by andrew nicolay or whatever his name is and he's like i'm a pisces but i'd rather be a killer whale that could be you i think i, I have heard that song it could have been you but you're an yeah. aquarius um Wow. Okay. Gen Zers. Hashtag not millennials. Amazing. Um, but they just took a fun little trip over. Facts to- over feelings. Facts <laughs> over feelings. Um, alternative facts right here. I was presenting alternative facts and I apologize for that. Um, but they just went to the Royal Museum in BC that had an exhibit about the Southern residents. And so they're going to tell us about it. So how was your trip, guys? What did you see? So 
start off with like I posted I, th- I think it actually was built upon the fact that Saving Luna was also playing as well um Saving Luna is a film that came out like 20 2012 2011 like super early I don't know it was playing at the IMAX there but Kendra you were there like two times before right yeah I've been I've been three times that's wild that's wild that's I know pretty- when I first went, I was surprised like it wasn't it's not actually just about the Southern residents. It's ex- pretty expansive with regard to like killer whales in general. Like it's like orcas are shared future, but they try to do it as a species as much as possible. Um, they'll speak to a lot of the Southern residents and I'm pretty sure that they have a do they have a wall of Southern residents there? Uh, they had a most of the um, like physical exhibit portions were of Southern residents. They yeah. had four different panels that were Southern resident focused. So naming of the pods, mother and calves. Um, and there's one other one, I can't remember what it was. And then the focus on captivity was obviously on mostly Southern residents since it's mostly Southerns from the PNW that were captured, plus some Northern residents and a couple transients. Especially they focus a lot on the early, early stages of it rather than um, any of the recent stuff I wanna say. Like they yeah, on, like, it was the early just focused histories. on the Pacific Northwest history of captivity, which ended in the 70s. Yeah. Okay, so they talked about like the history of captivity. Did was that as like far as the history went, or did they go back at all into like, you know, like pre-colonial um, history of the orcas in the Pacific Northwest? I think that was actually one of my favorite parts is that the way that they like set it up. Actually, they had an indigenous section. I'm pretty sure right after the first. Like you walk in and there's the beginning that has like your basic information. Where are killer whales? What are killer whales? And then you walk into a section that is like has the life-size models of three different ones. So big bull, a mother and a calf. And then either the section after that or the one right after whatever one is like starting the storyline of human relationships with orcas, it begins with indigenous stories. That's... Definitely really important. That's awesome. No, it's well done. It, it was incredibly well done in terms of the, like, the way they, pr- they properly set that up. Nice. Okay. So was it more of like a timeline of like, they're like, okay, here we start with this and then they go into the captivity era and then what like current issues they face? Yeah, pretty much exactly that. I would want to think. Okay. As far as I can remember it. Yeah. After the science section, that's basically what it goes into. Cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so was it like mostly posters that they had or like, did they have like different artifacts? Lots of artifacts. So you walk in and there is a big, um, Kilowell totem in the front like room, I guess, as you're walking through the big whale tail and then it's posters all over the wall for the first section until you get to the life-size statues, not statues, dioramas of J1, J2 and J51. And then um, there's posters all around them. And right around J1, um, there's a movie, like, not a movie, but there are screens projecting, like, kelp forest and mm-hmm. fish all around it. So you're, like, swimming with them. Uh, and then there's a little, like, interactive part that we played where you have to pick a sound and if it's a killer whale call or if it's something else. So, like, a balloon or kitten cries, um, trying to like have people differentiate the calls. And then you go into the second room, which is where they have Rhapsody or J34, J32. Um, 
skeleton and her calf right underneath her. So both of their skeletons are on display. And then an interactive um, media table. So it's a giant screen and you get to click on it. The table is one like, of the coolest things of the whole exhibit, I'd say. Yeah, it'll, it, you click on it and it'll show you like the muscle structure of killer whales, the bone structure, the nervous system, and then put their skin on. Um, and you can like mess around with that. And then it had some stuff about echolocation, about hunting and whatnot. Um, and then there is a movie about Orca Lab in that room so you can sit down and watch a little film about orca lab up in bc then you go into the indigenous um, people's room and it has a lot of artifacts there's like a solid gold um, killer whale totem there's a killer whale mask there's uh, there's a whole uh, there's a lot in that room there's a lot of different artifacts in that one there's a big painting there's another movie um in that one it's like an animated film about it's confusing. I don't know if it's about the origin of a killer whale or just some lore. It doesn't have like any speaking in it. Um, so you kind of are just watching it. It's really pretty and it's really cool. I don't know if you watched it, Fred. Not all the way through, at least. Okay. We watched it the first time we saw it and it's really cute uh, and it's really, really cool. I just couldn't tell if it was like an origin story or if it's just like some kind of lore and myth because the sign next to it basically just says the name of it and the director not the director like the animator and who made it and then you get into the captivity section where there's again a lot of artifacts like old marine land uniforms and a blackfish poster and a copy of the deed for was it namu yep um like the the that's purchase the, eight, the yeah, receipt the basically yeah the purchase well, the sale for, for the eight thousand dollars for the first killer whale that was ever like money was exchanged for yeah which is fucking wild yeah that's like i feel like that that probably brings a whole nother level of like realness to the situation of like looking at it and being like this like because you hear about history and then you're like looking at it and you're like whoa that's yeah it's a it was a receipt for a whale and a lot of old like sea world like gimmick like a hat and t-shirts they had like the iconic um plastic cup that is the whales like jumping off they like my favorite cup ever at SeaWorld <laughs> um I'm, I'm literally like when we went in 2017 or something mm-hmm. I was like we're buying that it doesn't look as good as the old ones now they they yeah. suck now um, but, but it was like the the classic old one and I was like I'd pay money for that I'm so upset we sold ours because we had like several um yeah. And then there's a movie about the Pen Cove captures, primarily Pen Cove. They also get into just yeah. like the northern resident side of things, which was in BC. Pen Cove is in Washington. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have like a mural of photos from Sealand. Um, and it's all focused on the Canada side of things. There's less okay. focus on the like Washington side. Mm-hmm. And then on current captivity, there was, a, I think, a picture of Tilikum in that. Yeah, and then he was on, I'm pretty sure Tilikum was also like the famous, they had like a famous whales lineup. Yeah. Was it famous whales or famous captive whales? It might have just been. It was famous famous captive whales. So it started with, they had Namu, it had like Tokite, and it had Tilikum. It had a bunch. Yeah. Um, And then you get into the final room, which was like the conservation takeaways. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's a little video about Morgan. So you can learn about Morgan. And like Ingrid Visser and um, Dr. Marino. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's the walkthrough. Everyone just imagine it. We did the walkthrough. 
Nice. I think that's helpful. It really like sets us up. I definitely think the coolest part sounds like the one with the skeleton. That's that room was really cool. I I know for a lot of people, I was talking to someone who kind of wanted to go, but wasn't sure because they knew knew I say new but like saw Rhapsody and yeah. so seeing Rhapsody's skeleton and her calf skeleton would obviously be very hard for yeah. a lot of people but yeah. it is super cool I think I I like seeing skeletons like for sure I'm I'm in the camp of I think SeaWorld should have done more with their whale skeletons instead of just dumping their whales into like yeah the dump. That's, a good, <laughs> like, that's a really good point yeah I've never even thought about that the, a couple of them have been researched now so like Saka and Kiara were mm. I don't know if you call it donated to research, but um, some of their like blubber samples, I think blood samples were evaluated to see if um, captive whales are polluted like wild whales. Wow. Interesting. Um, But past that, there was a rumor that Tilikum skeleton was going to be displayed at some point. It was not. Shit. That's. Um, I still think that they, it is controversial because people are like, oh, it's disrespectful. I think it's disrespectful to throw them out. Like at least maybe have like a cool something so people can like see the size I feel like it would be more controversial because he like killed people no know? but you can do that well though because you can tell this you like you can tell a story you could be like yeah you 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 don't you like there's a difference also too between idolizing de- or demonizing with that sense rather yeah. than just they could, like, yeah, simply they could also just omit it and put his skeleton next to say a female's and this have it fair. like well, how the whale museum has it where you can yeah. like, they put um like a wood of, of the fin over the bones so you yep. can see what it looks like on the inside because uh. their their fin bones look like hands yeah and see how big it was because yeah because it's, cool it's hard to compare. see it looks like kind of puny yeah that no. was huge no that's a really good idea that would have been interesting no i think that that is definitely like i mean if the you know if zoos and aquariums and things like that are moving in the direction of conservation obviously education is important important and like i think that that is a good idea to you know because i feel like a, it's really hard with any animal but i can imagine especially a whale to get a complete skeleton so that would be really fascinating to get a complete skeleton yeah they could any- even like donate them like they're yeah. from like Tilikum's from iceland what if an iceland museum wanted it and they could then go display it there or like maybe when tokite dies they could give her bones back at the very least and the lummy nation could decide what what is done with them yeah um that kind of thing because there are other southern residents on display. there are a lot of southern residents on display <laughs> in you just made a whole post all about over it. i do yeah, <laughs> yeah breaching you need extinction to go see more yeah oh look at that yes Kendra. check out the breaching extinction um instagram shameless plug. yes shameless plug on our own podcast yeah that was my weird <laughs> that's just saying i but, like no. i think it's cool when there are skeletons yeah. put on display um, yeah and absolutely um no i think so too that's a really unique like learning opportunity um and then you truly get a size because i feel like even if you do see the animal in the wild whether it's from land or from a boat it's a whole other thing to stand next to a skeleton and like be like yep you're really this large particularly too for like the people that are around it's it's very rare i would say and this is just as somebody who's like I moved to the Pacific Northwest five years ago and there's still only so many whales that I've seen that I would have a connection enough to, mm-hmm. to be able to see them, like see a skeleton and have like, have that be an emotional response for people that are around and actively like 
involved with these whales, whether that be whale watching or indigenous nations or otherwise, like it's a big deal. Yeah, absolutely. in, In more than in more than just a scientific manner. Yeah, no, that's that's like definitely another important point to pick up, point out or pick the wording words are coming out of my mouth weird. Um, no, that's an important point to bring up. Um, I mean, there is such like that is one of, I think, the biggest themes that I've seen throughout just the Southern resident conservation story in general is like emotion um, and connection. And so many people are able to form a connection either through seeing them or like hearing about them through their friends or like whatever their, you know, way of connecting with them is. Um, But there's, yeah, like, I mean, it sounds like there's quite a few people that that would have known Rhapsody and and that would be really hard to see. I, I can imagine, I'm trying to think of like, like we have specific whales here. And if it was like one of my, like, you know, Halo or Angel or like, luke skywalker or google oh man if it was google skeleton i don't think i could do it um i love that derpy little whale um (laughs) so yeah i completely understand that but that's i mean it's it's wild how like it's like it's not i was just talking to my friend about like kind of he's um a global studies major i think is the name of his major um but like he was talking about how in his discipline like you have to look at all angles like social economic um political and like you can't just look at things through one angle and I feel like this is a prime example of that of like it's not just like oh cool science you know it's like an emotional connection or like having cultural significance to you know the indigenous people mm-hmm. so. no absolutely nice yeah um so what were the conservation takeaways? I'm, I saw some pictures from Kendra. So I kind of have a little like understanding, but I would like you to go into it more. Kendra's. You want me to go? Okay. I was yeah. like, I, I, I going to say you, you have the most feelings on this one. I don't know if Fred wanted to like preface it. Okay. Let me pull up the pictures because I got to look at this, the actual numbers that. So while, while you're, while you're picking, pulling those up. So when you walk in, basically you see there's like a center thing like a like a little circle there's i think three different kind of shelving units like within glass and it's all like ghost fishing gear and pollution and like that the pollution is like the biggest drive that they push with regard to stuff and it's not just with regard to the chemicals that are being put in the water it's to with regard to like the actual tangible pollution that exists mm-hmm. um which makes sense because it is a massive problem, but for killer whales themselves, especially in the Pacific Northwest, it's interesting that that's the one that they kind of hammered home, even on the, all the stuff around, it was a lot of talk about, um, if I remember correctly, like gear that's lost and things that have amalgamated in the sea in general um, Mm -hmm. over time. I, Kendra, you can speak to this, I think better than I, because I cannot remember too many things about, either food or no- like there was one thing about noise i remember that for sure there's like one poster i think that explained like the impacts of fishing vessels or otherwise with regard to echolocation but i don't remember much about the depletion of at least salmon yeah like, so like fish. food was mentioned occasionally in passing on other posters mm-hmm. it wasn't mentioned on rhapsodies which is te- when it's technically not alive because she didn't die from starvation she was malnourished when she died but she died because the calf got stuck in her 
uterus and died and then it got stinky and mm. rotty and anyway um i don't i don't know why i said those words i'm so sorry but yeah basically the, the calf the i don't know what i can't remember like the, like the official term for it but the calf died it created like an infection essentially the rotting flesh inside of her and it yeah. then killed yeah. her she wasn't able to pass um, the baby so they, they mentioned her malnourished state even though that was recorded in the official necropsies um, by center for world research and others um they did mention some of her her teeth were stolen so mm-hmm. it's fine um i think then in this in the concert so you walk into the, after you leave the captivity room you walk into the conservation room like fred said there are like these three circular panels that have like doorways in them those yeah. have pollution on them and they each have a poster about a different whale on them one whale mm-hmm. is scarlet one whale is luna one whale is morgan mm-hmm. morgan's not even whatever morgan is a norwegian Wait, morgan's not even whatever what does that mean morgan's morgan even- is a norwegian whale Morgan's a Norwegian whale that's in captivity. In captivity. That ties into like the tiny corner where they have more stuff about her, but whatever. Um, So there's Scarlet and Luna, J51. And did Luna have a, a, what was Luna's nomenclature? Luna, I don't like, Luna was an L pod. L something. Yeah. And, And in Scarlet's, they have to acknowledge that she had peanut head and was therefore malnourished. That was recognized um, to the sides of this room because this circle in the middle is now in a square room. Mm-hmm. Um, there is a poster about noise and there's a beautiful, beautiful, it's a sad, beautiful picture of a killer whale passing in front of a big old cargo ship. Mm-hmm. And they just talk about orcas and sound. Next to that is a picture of Corky and her trainer at SeaWorld San Diego. And it talks about captivity again. Mm-hmm. Next to that is the Morgan room. Mm-hmm. On the side of that wall is another big poster. I want to say about captivity again. Mm-hmm um a wood art piece like indigenous art piece that has like a killer whale and a raven and stuff on it mm-hmm. uh, and then there is a wall um with just more photography luna l 98 okay and then there's like a replica of a killer whale skull mm-hmm. and then in the middle of the circles there is this diorama table where mm-hmm. you like move around resources and it shows you the impact it has. So like you can remove it. Wow, cool. You can remove a dam and it shows you like what that would do. Then you can remove boats. You can remove what are the other ones? That is um, cool. It is cool, but it's like just Uh-oh. this one little table. It's cool. No, it is cool. Yeah. But it's like you kind of got like if someone's taking it, you don't play it and no one like learns anything. Mm. On the insides of these circular panels are also posters. There's one again about noise and it talks about the mm. echo program, which is about lowering vessel noise. Um, UBC is a part of it. The Trans Mountain Pipeline is part of it. Mm. Um, Van Aqua is a part of it. A lot of people are a part of it. But there are some names on there that if you're kind of like, oh, why are you there? Interesting. What are you doing? And the other ones I think are there. Then there is a Sorry, you guys, I'm really explaining the exhibit so you, like, understand. No, give us the full picture. We love. Then there is a tablet where it has you take, like, a takeaway quiz as to, like, what you learned from the exhibit. And it's mostly, like, for them, like, you get percentages, ask you questions like, what is threatening? Right. Blah, blah, blah. And so for one question, it was asking, what is the, what can we do to, like, help workers? And the options were take climate change and tackle not take tackle climate change and ocean pollution reduce sound pollution from ships and make sure orcas have enough prey okay 
Those are the three options. All the above, but yeah. 73% 73 of people after walking through this exhibit picked tackle climate change and ocean pollution. 14% said reduce sound pollution from ships. And 13% said make sure orcas have enough prey. Mm. there's more there's at the very end it asks what you're going to commit to do to help the orcas uh, in the Salish Sea specifically but orcas in general at 34% people voted cut down on single use disposable plastics by using my own to go cup second is 24% Learn more about climate change and how it impacts the ocean and affects all of our lives. Again, both of these are noble causes. Um, In third place at 15%, eat only certified sustainable seafood. Again, noble cause. At 12%, donate time or money to an environmental organization that I believe in. At 8%, reach out to politicians where I live and let them know I support the protection of orcas in the ocean. And then seven said they're not ready to take the pledge. So the lowest was reaching out to politician, reaching out to politicians, which is kind of like the primary thing a lot of us Focus on. ask people to do. Um, and, and you know what? Pollution and climate change are awful. They're a huge crisis. I've seen plastic pollution like insanely, like an insane amount firsthand. Um, but that is not the issue the pri- primary predominant issue that the Southern residents who are a main focus of this exhibit, though all orcas are touched on, all of their physical examples of killer whales are of Southern residents. All of the personal stories they are saying about specific killer whales, except for Morgan, are Southern residents. They are the primary focus of the exhibit and most people take away climate change. Again, climate change, take act, do it. It's bad, take do action. It. But that is not what is killing these whales. And as you leave the exhibit, there is a sign that says, our shared future, workers need clean, quiet oceans and pollution-free food. What about you? Um, I think they need regular food. Like, I think even at this point, if we fed them polluted food, it would be better than pollution, than like than being like they specifically need not saying that we should go give them polluted food but like i'm just like like any food at this point that they're willing to eat um that's i'm curious i'm just curious i've i had some conversations this weekend with people whale people and like it's weird because to a lot of us, it seems those of us who are like, you know, whale people that are just super into whales, whatever, like very obvious that the food is it. Like when you look at the science, the food, like not, it's all it, all of it is it fucking take whatever it is that you are passionate about and run with it. Like do whatever it is that you can do to help the environment. But you know, no, it's definitely the food situation. Um, and it makes me wonder why, there's a different understanding. I think, you know, leading with the benefit of the doubt of like, maybe they just, maybe that's just like somebody, I don't know. I like, maybe they just genuinely, that's how I think it's easier. I think a big reason is that it's easier. I think the second reason is the dams are very political and in the States, this is an exhibit in 
well, not Washington, dear goodness, um, in British Columbia. And sure. so the dams are a U.S. issue. Um, as much as people like send letters and make phone calls to the states, it's like a, it's a U.S. problem. Um, past that, um, it's fisheries, which I don't think they're going to drag all too much besides only sustainable. And again, it's, I don't know who, fun- someone asked who funded the exhibit. I'm not, I haven't looked into who's funding it, um, but they also are not going to shine on the Trans Mountain Pipeline because that's a big issue and tank tanker traffic and cargo ship traffic because that's, that's also political. And so, it's uh, in their benefit to take a neutral stance that is universally an enemy, which would be plastic and climate change. Okay. Uh, so, all right. Not saying I like that, but that's right. like the reasoning I can give the exhibit. Okay. I see what I can see where you're coming from. I can see that being a potential. Obviously we have not talked to anybody who like did these exhibits. These are all theories. These are our thoughts based on our knowledge of, of the situation and everything else. And working with other organizations, even organizations around Southern residents don't take stances on the dams. So yeah. Okay. So that's Noah recognizes the food is the problem. They they don't really say much about the dams. So the, this is, this is the thing. So my first thought was my first thought is always give people the benefit of the doubt there potentially is like some sort of like misunderstanding or like maybe like somebody like truly did their best and like genuinely that's what they, they think, you know, and, and maybe are you know, be open to maybe our understanding is not as accurate or something, you know? Um, and then, you know, my second thought goes to, you know, even though it isn't necessarily correct, is this a bad thing. And I, I don't think we need to necessarily label anything as good or bad only. I think there's positives and negatives to everything. Um, so it's like, it's positive to get people to think about climate change. And we totally should be thinking about that 100%. Well, it's positive to show people like what plastic pollution looks like too. Like yeah. real life. Cause I haven't seen anything here. Like beaches are not nearly as dirty, which is still something I'm getting used to. That sounds bad. Um, <laughs> but like, they're not that bad. And so people don't really believe plastic pollution is a big problem or fishnet right. po- or it's hard to believe anything pollution. when you don't see it. 100%. Yeah. True. Yeah. True. So like, that's good. I like looking, I like seeing it. I'm like, Oh, cool. People are like, Oh, that was in the ocean. What the heck? But again, that's not the Southern, no Southern resident to my knowledge has been directly killed from plastic, plastic pollution. pollution alone. Yeah. They're heavily was- polluted animals. True. There are, that's, the, yeah even with the heavy pollution though that's not with regard to the plastic or like it wasn't necessarily plastic like it's a the, lot that's of it not is what they're from getting chemical with. pollution yeah, so then another part of that though and this is just something to add to all the, of the things that have already been said but i don't know who like we don't know who funded it true but it I, and from what i understand the royal bc museum is a government museum like it's funded through the federal yeah. government of, or it's funded through the, at least the provincial government yeah. of BC. And so like with that, like if they, if they promote something or if they have something at the museum that is like politically driven, let's say, or like, like has something to do with the United States, like that, that in my head, yeah. it would be, it would make them even more wary to put something out to that degree that a private yeah. venture might, a private museum might not have the same degree of for sure like the whale museum yeah no, like that, you put this exhibit yeah. up and there. it's going to be a traveling exhibit so they may have just really tried to make the most neutral takeaway 
So, okay. I I still, I still think it's not the, pre- that's, it's, it's misleading as to what is. It is misleading. And killing. that's thing, Cause at first I was like, okay, well, like, is this such a bad thing? Because if we get people to understand or think about climate change or ocean pollution, but like it is, it like, it, it's not bad to, it's good for people to know those things, but it is, you know, it's not the, as it's not incorrect, but it's not the most correct at the same time. There are more correct final answers. Um, it is, I like can see both sides of wanting to stay politically neutral because like, obviously like, you know, you do have to be strategic with your goals and we can't as much as we want to go into every situation, guns ablazing, being like, you know, let's do something about this. Like there, but there's all, it's a balance too of like it needing to be addressed. Like they could have maybe sprinkled in the dams or the pipeline, you know, sprinkled little things in here or there. It's yeah. It's frustrating because I mean, as a public resource, if that's what that place is, I think it should have all of the accurate information. But of course, like we know that like, you know, we're public, you know, isn't necessarily like they have to be strategic. I don't know. It's just frustrating I don't, we don't know their, the situation as to why it's like that, but it's just like a, I like, like, that's one of the things, like a lot of people like just shit all over Noah, like a lot of whale watching people in the San Juans just really have negative feelings about Noah. And I completely can see where they come from because, you know, of all the issues, the whale watching has definitely been hit the hardest. And while it isn't, it is an issue and it does need to be addressed. Um, it's, it's not like, it shouldn't be like the spotlight thing, you know? It's the, um, it's been used as a scapegoat. It's a scapegoat for sure. Like, and I totally think and Noah does awesome research, but again, people. and so I understand you could research whales all you want, but they're going to die. And yeah. then what? You're going to research their death. That's so, what, so the thing is like the thing that we all need to have is integrity, which is hard as shit to have. It is not an easy thing to be able to stand up in the face of what is right based on, and what we think is right is based on the science, you know? And so I see the frustration with Noah of, of getting targeted, but at the same time, Noah does a lot of, like a lot of our understanding is because of Noah. So it's just like, it's really frustrating. And I see there's a lot of political avenues and things like that, but it's like, you know, I, I I'm like, is it a money thing? Is it an ego thing? Or is it like, that people just suck at having difficult conversations that make other people uncomfortable. And also it is really hard to like, it's exhausting to try to fight for what's right and try to have conversations with people that don't understand, especially I'm sure if you're in a high stakes room or in a high stakes, you know, relationship where it is like maybe political, like, you know, you're a scientist talking to a politician. Like I can see that it just like, and I'm not saying that these people don't have integrity. It's a really hard thing to have, but I think it's something that we can all slowly work towards having more of because yeah. like what's the point of researching I, all this if we're yeah. not going to do anything about it what's the point of sharing this information with people on boats if we're not going to do anything about it you know yeah I think less of it as an integrity thing but my critique of the, the 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 exhibit is you don't have to give a solution to the salmon problem for people directly but you could mention it a lot more because like you the thing for me like you look at photos of the whales that are malnourished with peanut head, like they have a photo of Scarlet mm-hmm. and 
and they opt out of saying Rhapsody was malnourished and underweight. And it's like, it's clearly a problem. And if you, you don't have to say breach the dams in your exhibit, but you can do a lot more to, 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 to tell people they're starving and then people can leave the exhibit and look it up and then they can find the action. And that's, that's the thing. You don't have to give them the final solution as to whatever you think that may be, whether it's shutting down fisheries, whether it's all that, that the more political stuff, fish farms are political, fishing is political, dams are political. That's genuinely a political issue. I understand that. Yeah. But you can do more. You can show, show, I'd be all for just put up the pictures of whales with peanut heads, put them in a little room, put a little trick, like content warning, whatever, and be like, look, this is literally what's happening. Not only that, but once you do that, it gives anybody that comes and visits actual ownership over whatever they do next, right? Because if you go and you look and all of a sudden you realize that this is an issue going on and then you decide your avenue to go about like researching and understanding the effects that like prey availability has on the population. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, everything that I've found that I have found myself, I've like felt better about. Like, yeah. like you don't feel like you're being told. You feel like you are, yeah. are like actively a part of like figuring out the problem. For sure. And huh. like, you know, yeah, people, some people take the initiative. Some people won't. Yeah. But yeah, no, I think that's a good idea. Give them the option. To, give them the to, option to. It's and the genuine facts going on behind the scenes. They're not dying because of plastic. And the climate change impacts salmon. So yes, climate change is impacting the southern resident killer whales. But those are like, oh, what is the word? I don't even know, like a straw man. I don't even know what to call them. They're not the real problem and they're being put up. Okay, they're a real problem. They're not the main They're real problems. They're not, but yeah. we're talking about specifically for Southern residents and yeah. what's directly primarily impacting their population decrease. Like if we're if we're gonna rank them, it's not if we're gonna rank them, I would say nine and a half out of ten people are gonna say it's salmon, it's prey availability. Yeah. <sighs> Which yeah. climate change impacts prey availability because in the rivers, even the like because we have so many cut off from dams beside that in other rivers they are very hot and that is subsequently killing salmon and not giving right. them good grass so yes that is the problem obviously for sure and plastics have been found in southern resident poop okay it's it, they're both issues hmm. but so they're not completely invalid and they're still very important but specifically when you let people walk away just thinking they needed only like the only solution for food is sustainable seafood that's the only thing they can do about the prey availability problem. That's not, not, that's not honest because that's not what it is. Yeah. It's not even about us eating. Like it is part of it is us eating salmon, but a big part of it is salmon just not having streams to go the, up. No, no. There, yeah. the, the fact is that there are less. Yeah. It's not it, that it's, it's, it's not just sustainable pollution forgets. There are not enough. There's not enough. Yeah. For no, everyone. For sure. And like the salmon themselves are endangered. So like, yeah. I think that that even just like a one-liner, you know, endangered predator, endangered prey, something like that, you know, um, no fish, no black it's fish. Like, yeah, exactly. No fish, no black fish, like simple. Um, this is like, oh God, like I find all these issues. It's a can of worms. It's a can of worms, frustrating, complex, but also interesting as a person who loves to understand and dive into human behavior and human motivations. I, I want to know what the motivation or the logic behind that is. And also like, 
yeah it is like what like what are we why are we not like why why just why why you know yeah. Yeah. like I get it like things are hard and maybe there are, are there's definitely I'm sure parts that like we don't understand as far as like those relationships and um how you know you know there's I don't I would never envy a politician because I feel like there's so many things you have to consider like so many things economic social political like environmental and like then your own personal bandwidth because that's a whole lot to deal with for any one human yeah um and you know it's good to get people talking about you know climate change but you know if that's if the point is to talk about the southern residents we miss the point yeah I do think I if if I was like to take a prediction as to what happened in like I don't know the drawing room of the orcas our shared future exhibit Either they were kind of told what not to talk about. And so they just had to pick something and they wanted something that was a very clear message and plastic and climate change is easy and does relate because maybe certain things were completely off the table. Like they are not allowed to put a stance on anything fisheries, except for just vague statements about sustainable seafood. For sure. Pollution-free seafood, which we all want. We all want sustainable and pollution-free seafood. So I think, I feel like that may have been what happened because I believe the people who were probably very involved with this probably know the issue, but just can't. And there, maybe there are some people that just won't. Maybe there are, there are people that don't think the dams are a problem. That does exist in this community. Yeah, It's a minority, but they do exist. Um, but I, I would just bet that there's something that they were told they can't. I mean, yeah. And like, we don't know for sure. Cause we weren't there. Yeah. We don't know. That's my, that's my like, that's, theory. It's, it's that's my hard. theory. Yeah. It's, and it's, that's, that's a benefit of the doubt theory where I don't think there was any intent to like, to like, to skew us do it. But no, I mean, I get that. Like, I mean, it's, it's, it's a very hard balance between like, cause like, if you say the wrong thing, I'm like, and you don't want to villainize people. And like, I, yeah. I mean, besides that, it's an awesome exhibit literally well, until yeah. the end until the end it was popping and it's only like a mm, because you know like it's only a like, yeah. a like a letdown when you're like oh that's not really and to anyone else they might be like whoa i to be honest and this was one of the things that i don't think we brought up yet as people who like know a lot of this stuff in and out and have like spent time individually looking at this stuff like i would have screamed had i not known half the things i do and gone through in that because it was so amazing like the yeah. exhibit itself, it just, it presents information in such a like really awe inspiring and like, like yeah. And it's like, physically there. Yeah, yeah. Like a yeah. giant whale. You're like, Oh my God. That, yeah. 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 That's true. There are definitely are positives to it. Yeah, for sure. Like, I mean, I obviously haven't done it. You guys did it. Cause you know, you're up there and doing that, but yeah. Um, that, Yeah just the, yeah, the end. I mean, but that's also like, it's an important part. So that's kind of, I guess why it's like, it's super important. It's, it's, it's a reason it's, to focus on it. Yeah. It's the yeah. take action. It's what are you going to do after you, you see this problem. exhibit? What are you, yeah. what are you doing when you go home? I mean, we definitely need to impact climate change. I'm, it sounds like a really good exhibit. And like, I think, you know, museums are a really awesome way to uh, like another creative way to connect people to wildlife, because I think videos and artifacts and like, being in a space designated to one particular topic where you can just kind of get immersed in it is that's definitely a really powerful tool tool that why did I say that weird too well sorry (laughs) 
I was gonna say, I, Kendra, I heard your southern accent earlier at one point in time more than yeah, I've you, ever heard. I it thought before. it was Midwestern a little bit, but she's from Arizona, so yeah, I'm originally from Texas. Oh, that's that's true. Both of those are southern. I don't consider Arizona. Yeah, Arizona is not ah. southern. Arizona's right next to freaking California. It's the Southwest. Yeah, it's southern. I, there's a lot of people from everywhere in Arizona, though. Oh, a lot of people fair. have moved there because it's really cheap. Um, but then again, like Montana is not technically the South, and everyone in like Wyoming and Montana, I feel like, has like a drawl. Yeah. That I've met. So, but beside the anyway, yes. <laughs> Your exam. Does it? But yeah, Sam. Fred, you pulled out the book. What's in the book? So I was looking at the book just to see if. So for those of you who what don't book? know, there's a book that's called Spirits of the Coast. I have that over here too. It's tied with the exhibit. Yeah, so it was oh. built explicitly, or yeah. it was created explicitly to go along with the that's exhibit. That's so as cool. So like, if you look at the center, you guys can't see, but I'm showing Eric and Kendra's like Royal BC Museum on it. Um, I just wanted to see if they had anything about like take action here. And from everything that I can see, it's not. They focus on connection. It's another, yeah, it's it's another like vague work up book. Yeah. This one is, I think it's more storytelling than anything mm -hmm. else. And I think it's a, like, I, I think it's heavily focused in terms of indigenous tradition as well. And they're trying to get a lot of the stories. It has a good captivity section. I haven't read it through yet. I'm very excited too, because they're, They've got some pretty. Emma has a photo in there. Solid through. Does she really? What? Emma, look, yeah, her picture's in the in the back. Queen, can you? She was she was gonna go to the exhibit when it first came out, but COVID, so. That's too bad. Darn Omicron. But it. Like well, this was OG COVID. This was like oh, OG, this OG, OG COVID. COVID. Yeah, this wasn't recent COVID. Darn. This was OG COVID that got them. Older. Uh, that didn't let them go to the exhibit when it first Red. opened or when it was supposed to first open because then covid so in the red oh, freaking covid man ruining everything i'm gonna be looking for it now yeah definitely look for it wait i i feel like i have the same book is it like a coffee table type book yep. yeah like a big square yes that's the one i have yeah. it sits on my little stool over there yes so that was another cool thing too about the indigenous section of the exhibit because i think some of it was made explicitly for the exhibit too just like yeah the mask was, yeah they yeah, were mask a were lot made. of it i'm pretty was, sure this one like yeah. the inside cover was uh one of the main pieces that was in like the very end of the indigenous exhibit yeah a lot of them were like com i don't know if commission is i think for the exhibit and then yeah. to travel with the exhibit That's so i think the mask the big one in there i'm pretty sure that was like i don't know how to lay it up but there was a big mask in there that one i'm pretty sure was commissioned they have videos also about it on the world bc museum yeah. website um they have videos about like the indigenous artists that made them about creating the exhibit and like nice. when they were making like ruffles the big ruffles diorama like yeah making him all that kind of stuff that's, that's cool. gonna be really interesting as a museum especially to like i've seen comedians and political talks all the same about like um certain qualms with museums and like around the states and in england that have artifacts from places where they just took them that's from steel yeah the steel, stolen yeah. Artifacts. So this is a very interesting take on like ways to incorporate knowledge tradition and culture like well <laughs> with indigenous communities yeah because like 
it's one of the first places that I, I haven't gone to many museums. It's collaborative. It's, yeah, uh, but it is. We want to showcase part of this culture that is a part of this animal that is a part of this coast. We want to pay you slash yeah. if anyone wants to donate. I don't know if any of them were donated. I know some were commissioned, mm-hmm. but like that's another thing. People could donate now to exhibits yeah. instead, of, instead of big colonial structures being like mine. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's a good thing to point out. Mine. Take it. So we don't get the first scene from Black Panther where they go in and they like take the stuff. I love that scene in the first Black Panther movie. I haven't seen it in a long time. Is there a second it. one? There, I mean, there's going to be. There's, there's going to be a second one. Okay. Then he's in other movies. But yeah, it starts out with um, Michael Jordan's character, Michael B. Jordan. Nice. Jordan's character getting going to the museum and talking about how everything there is stolen. So he's going to take something back. Um, he also that, kills oh, someone. So that. That, was a, that was a really good movie i was like you killed someone um and you're very clearly the villain of the story but i really like this move you have right here this was yeah. true yes this was a good move this is commentary yeah the the best villains are the ones that you can look at and be like i understand where you're i understand where you're coming from not what you're doing where you're coming from. i don't know i think the joker is a pretty good villain and he has absolutely no no background state, like moral grounding he's just psycho a fun well but he's that's a fun chaotic. that's a fun villain oh, okay like, like explicitly, like Jordan B character or Jordan B's characters, like his character in the movie was like, I, I don't want to say redeemable, but. Understandable. Yeah. Sympathetic. Sympathetic. It's one of those, like, you went really hard on the idea and it took you the wrong route. Yes. For sure. Kind of a thing. Yeah. Whereas you look at like Heath Ledger's, Heath Ledger's Joker and you can't help but be amazed at how mindlessly or mindfully cruel one could be that's a good way to put it yeah museums Museums, (laughs) villains gang gang we love it um well do you guys know how much longer it's going to be there and where it's going next by chance march 31st yeah end of march how fred's like i know yeah end of march i don't think they've said where it's going next yet but i've just heard that it's going to be a traveling exhibit that's pretty cool so well so go see it if you live in canadia go check it out yeah, or if you come visit states. or if you come visit canadia i hope that they bring it to the states um i think they may if they did i wonder if they'd change any of like the canadian focused anecdotes like if they do like a captivity mural wall if they would then include the u.s More facilities not yeah. just sea not land just- of the pacific and like marine land <laughs> vancouver aquarium yeah That'd be interesting. Well, maybe they will. Um, that would be cool. Well, I appreciate you guys sharing your thoughts on this and your experience. Do you guys have any final thoughts? On it was this? a dream. It, it was a great exhibit. I hope none of this gave off the impression that it's yeah. not worth it or that it's bad because it's sure. not. I've been three times, so I really yeah. hope that's not. <laughs> I think it's like, I definitely, when we were like talking about it, I was like, oh my God, I feel like I'm being too harsh for something I haven't even seen. Um, but I mean, I think that difficult conversations are important and it's important to be like a critical thinker, right? Um, and discuss these issues. Cause like, if I, like that's, you know, if you, if you don't discuss things, then the world just like continues as it is. And this is kind of like not that serious of a situation but you know yeah i feel like you get the gist of what i'm trying to say like yeah, and also too is like people yeah. who like we are the greatest critics of the things that we love the most for sure 
yeah. And so, so like being able to walk into this and like see it and see everything that is great and be able to like look at it with that eye is a, is a really nice thing. Yeah. I will also say it's super impressive that it takes a very brunt of force. Like, I don't know what to say. It takes a very blunt interaction with captivity Whereas I think a lot of places still tiptoe that and they're just like, it was bad. Here's exclusive footage that we have found of the capture process and people who said it was awful to watch and that whales died and all these whales, like they're still in captivity and it's still yeah. bad. La la la. Like they was yeah. very upfront about that, which I, I was like, whoa, wow. And that's, that's definitely a positive thing. And I definitely don't want to like, I, I feel like we didn't, but I don't want to come across as like, just like a nitpicky whale person that's like ready to jump on anyone that does the wrong thing and because like they didn't do quote unquote the wrong thing they just did it in a way that we don't think is as accurate in the end conclusion but overall it sounds like a really awesome thing to go experience and like it's worth it so everyone should go check it out and if you can't go check it out do the virtual tour I'm pretty sure they have everything they on do. there. They have, yeah, you can pay tour. for like a $10 virtual tour. Why? I'm pretty sure it's run by Mark Lear and Young who wrote the, like he's written a bunch of books, but I know he wrote The Killer Will Who Changed the World about Moby Doll. Um, nice. He has a podcast called Scana, and I'm pretty sure he runs some of the virtual like tours as well. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So yeah, definitely nice. do that. But yes. yeah. Again, yeah. Yes. At the end of the day, definitely worth it. Yeah. Yes. And everyone, like we all pretty much, I think most of us again agree on the prey availability being the main issue, but there are still people in this community that don't have an issue with the dams and believe other things. So to them, I bet they're I would wonder, I would it'd be cool if people who have varying viewpoints on the primary issues of Southern residents and what the solution should be went through the exhibit and what everyone had to say. cool to see i think that'd be cool to, to see um what how they react to certain messages uh, if if you are listening to this podcast and you do not think that the dams are an issue i would i think we would all love to hear your perspective like genuinely listen not be like yeah not in like a not, gonna, i'm gonna attack you. you i hate you way because it's not the facts i just like genuinely want to understand yeah and- i've heard about people that don't oppose the dams, but I've yet to interact with someone that is yeah, like a I, genuine conservationist in that sense and not just like someone in Idaho who loves the dams. That this is like, like the first I'm really hearing of this because you're like, these people exist. And I was like, where uh, in my brain? That's what I was thinking. Um, but yeah, I would love to genuinely would love to hear your perspective. If you would like to come on the podcast, this is an open invitation to email me at ericatbreachingextinction.com or message the Instagram or something. <clears throat> Because all perspectives are valued. And even if we disagree on things, it's still important to like find the things that we do agree on and like work towards what we can work on together, together. Yeah. Because if we're just fighting each other and being nasty, we're not going to get anything done. Well, and if there's a group of people that don't want to take down the dams, but want to help Southern residents, how what's the route to give them because yeah. a lot of people like- are focused on the dam so if someone comes on and is like True. i support the dams but there are still this this and this people can do that can be a good way for those yeah. people to get Please involved. come on i would love to like i think that that's a really good option because like yeah, we did. We definitely need to c- include people of varying perspectives so please like genuinely please reach out if you're not comfortable being on the podcast like you could even just like 
anonymously mail me a letter to my PO box on the website and I'll just read it. You don't even have to put your name on it. And I'll just like, be like, wow. Cause I, cause I know some people, I think part of the reason maybe why I haven't heard of this, or maybe people don't voice it as much is because I, I think that in the whale world, people tend to jump down each other's throats real fast. So I would love, I'd like genuinely have open conversation here about it and, and what other solutions you have for helping. Cause any help is to have the conversation to be here. Yeah. Any help is good. All help is good. So helping all the ways that you're genuinely helping gang gang. Love it. Mm-hmm. Um, amen. Yeah. Amen. And father, son, Holy spirit. Kendra and I were both raised really religious. So this was like, this is making a joke, but it's not like making fun of it. Okay. I'm just, we're talking too much. I don't know what to say. I'm going to edit this out. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Have a good day. Thanks for coming. Thanks for listening. Yes. Okay. Bye. Thank you. Have a good night and scene.